My journey to breaking the tech wasn't the biggest change in my life. I recently got married, and as a newlywed, I don't really know much about having my own family. But one thing I know for sure is that my future tech job is going to affect it. Besides, my wife also joined me on that journey. But let her tell the story herself. <laughs> Hi, my name's Ray, Will's wife, as of almost two months ago. I am currently a toddler teacher, but I am working on Triple Ten Software Engineering Boot Camp to hopefully get into tech. I currently work from home and Ray works from uh, the school. So I'll see her on her lunch break and then I'll see her when she gets off work. What will life look like for us if we both work from home? I actually was like talking about this today with somebody because I was talking about how like we both think it's really important to have like our alone time like apart from each other. And I feel like if we were both working from home, we would be see each other every single day in passing in the hallway. And I feel like it would, I don't know, I might get tired of you for a little bit or you might get tired of me, I know for sure, but. <laughs> yeah. Hi, my name is Will Newsom, And in this show, we explore the realities of changing careers and getting into tech. I myself just became a data scientist. And let me tell you, change is tough and sometimes scary. I know you have a lot of questions. Do you need a college degree? Do you need to move to these huge tech hubs? Do I even have a chance of a job with AI in the mix? We discuss this with experts and ordinary people who decided to change their life. We've heard it over and over. Knowledge is power. But what does that really mean? Our guest Desiree, a graduate from Triple Ten Software Engineering Bootcamp and a full-stack engineer at FlexCon Inc., has an opinion. Learning software development gave her the power to change her and her family's life. Changing your job is not only about you. It's about your family, about being a reliable partner, a good parent, or a loving sibling. For so many people, it's important to have a job that enables freedom and respects your time. In this episode, we'll learn what that kind of job looks like for Desiree. So I have a little sister. The older sister is the one that I went to college with. And she and I, we were born real close. So we're halfway to twins. And then I have a little sister who has five children. Mm. And being a tight-knit family for a long time, even before COVID, I took off from having a full-time job. I switched down to part-time and I watched her kids for her because she was going through a divorce. And it was just, it was a little touch and go for her. And she had to pay her bills. Desiree identifies as a Midwestern girl. She lives with her tight-knit family in Michigan in a big old house in a constant state of repair. I could see some unfinished plastering on a wall behind her during our Zoom call. She also identifies as an introvert. She looks and sounds very reserved and focused. But at the same time, she shares her story very openly. So like I, we had kids in our house. 24-7, mine and my older sister's house. Also, our dad was getting really sick at that time, so he moved in, uh -huh. and he lived there, and it was just like a lot of chaos happening in the house. But previous to taking this course, I was like, I sat everybody down, and I was like, you guys, this is going to be important. I want to do this really bad. My success will help the whole family, which it has. And I'm going to ask this of you guys that I'm going to have these times, and I set schedules, and I'm like, I need to stick to these schedules, which we mostly did, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. There's always unexpected things, but like, I need to stick to this schedule, and I really need you guys to support me. 
it came from a lot of family support, but my family is um, very present. And so, like, it took a lot, you know. I had to lay down some serious ground rules. I had signs on the front of my door. I know when I was having meetings, my dad would walk by and, like, sing something outside of my window, my door. And I'm like, guys. I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. And I, I don't think I've ever mm-hmm. been to the Midwest. Like, talk about home for you and, like, where you grew up and how you grew up. The Midwest of the United States. I have a, I have a shirt I wish I was wearing now. And it says OPE on it. Because, okay. you know, OPE, they always say OPE. Anything, <laughs> anyone in the uni- in the Midwest will say that, like, if they bump into something, OPE. Or if they're going to interrupt you, OPE. You know, it's really, it's a key word. And I didn't realize how often I said it until I moved. This is introducing watch more information, which is probably my ADHD. But I moved to Korea for a year okay. to teach English, right? Yeah. Big, okay. big thing. Yeah. And I had no idea I had a Midwest accent. And then the kids that I was teaching English to, they had an Irish teacher before me. So they had like a little Irish accent, which was really cute. Uh, but when they left, they started talking like me. Michigan, you're never far from a lake. So it's like lake life and... It's kind of very recreational as far as like RVs and going out and dune buggies and boats. But our family didn't really have that sort of thing because like my mom, she was a single mom. We had a really nice house um, out in the country with like a cornfield behind it that was our property, but she rented it to a local farmer. So we had like land to run on and a grandma with a lake, which was really super cool. But like our family was pretty fairly poor. And we didn't do a lot of activities. And then the family, like my mom's parents were extremely poor. They had that lake and they had like a little bait shop, but like they were very poor and struggled for a lot of things. So like that's kind of a mentality that comes up through my family. So it's like kind of excessive politeness. Mm. It's being real relaxed, maybe rambling. Just it's, it's a very good culture, but kind of nerdy but not in a tech way. <laughs> and I know what you mean. To put it simply, Desiree has had a rough origin story and she didn't come to tech chasing a dream. She's a very practical person looking for a new way to make money and help her family. It's not like she expected much from Triple Ten. Triple Ten has had the absolute best effect on me. Their coding classes were much more specific. Like, it was what I was going to do. It was a Bachelor's of Arts, so it had a lot of extra things. Thankfully, I did a lot of math in high school as a little nerd. So, I had math all the way finished. I, like, I couldn't even take math senior year because I was already at the level, the highest level they offered in that country school. So, I didn't have to take a lot of those classes in college. But, like, otherwise, it was, like, a lot of extra media classes and things that weren't directly related. They were more about technology and art. So, there were experiences in that animation class that I wouldn't give up. I got value from it, and my definitely my independent studies helped with this current job. My understanding of design helps with this current job, but Triple Ten comes out on top as the most useful. It's kind of like trade school versus college. Like college provides you that big round version. This was a little bit more in the middle because it was definitely tech oriented, but it wasn't as round as maybe one that had you take all the humanities. But then Triple Ten, it's you know it's laser focused on what you're gonna do. And not necessarily all of it, but like giving you the concepts that you need to build. I felt like I was very secure in learning these new technologies and switching around projects. I love that analogy, like trade school, like because I, I think it kind of kind of is almost trade school because you, like you said, they teach you enough for you to get the job, as you guys can see. Before getting into tech, Desiree used to work in animation. She loved being an animator, went to college for it, but it just wasn't enough financially. 
Desiree took the Tripleton Software Engineering Bootcamp and received a job after just four weeks of applying. I asked her to share her secrets to securing a job so quickly. Um, I've been working at my new job for a year and a half, and I did the program just before that and got a job pretty quick. So two years. I mean, you said you got a you got a job very quickly. I mean, in this like macroeconomic environment, it's really hard to get a job. I mean, I'm looking for a job myself. I mean, how did you, I guess, really leverage the coursework that they gave you and find a job so quickly? I was extremely lucky for one network, always network. Networking is important. So a friend kind of mentioned this uh, company to me, but the company was offering a apprenticeship program. And that's what I ended up applying for. And as part of the application to that, you had to create an app that had like a back end front end capability. It was a very simple app, but in whatever technology you wanted, just show them that you could create this based on this brief. And so I did do that. But um, I was in the career program. I was just starting the career program that came after my course. And I was able to take that application, which was all React and everything that I learned in Triple Ten. And I was able to take it to my technical interview, my practice technical interview that Triple Ten offers, which was super helpful. But then afterwards, he sat and he looked at my project and he actually worked through ways that I could improve it and make it better. And we just, me and that company really clicked. We have very similar personalities, kind of a Midwest company. I'm kind of a Midwest girl. So we really got along. And with that extra, I really think that that extra bit of fine tuning and that extra bit of making me think about why I did things helped me better answer the queries that they had when I actually had to present my project. How did switching from animation to software development like change really your mindset and like in like your life? Like, I guess I guess in a work aspect, not in like a I guess the bigger picture aspect. (laughs) All right. Well, this is a little more complicated, right? Because my career before this has been complicated, right? It was I did animation for a season on a children's show, but I quickly hated it, right? Because I like the animation was fine. But there was a lot of lot of micromanaging. The new job that I have, and it's not like this in all tech, I'm sure, but it's a flat structure. So like they don't want to have managers or bosses. I don't have anyone who like looks at what I'm doing and says, good job, that's okay, or you need to improve in this area or anything. They don't like oversee me. I have people I can reach out to for help, but like these it's such a more trusting atmosphere that it's just made the piece of working a thousand times better. Explore like those two lives, like Desiree pre software developer's life and then Desiree like present. Like what are the differences that you're seeing in your life and, and your happiness? Oh my gosh, that's a that's a big one. Previous to this life, I was starting to kind of like crumble under the weight of like all this responsibility. I'm the middle sister and I don't know if it's normal, but like a lot of things fall down to me. Like the little sister comes for problems and the older sister kind of like depends upon, relies upon. And it, she's legally blind also. So like I'm her ride, I'm her transit. So like I've always had a lot of family responsibility put on me. And then of course, dad. My father, he struggled a lot with addiction even before his health went really bad. Like he was in and out of programs. We were always trying to get him help. It was very stressful and difficult for me, right? Like every day. So I was starting to become like kind of this anxiety ball. 
And, you know, I didn't make enough to get like any help or therapy or anything like to help me cope with all these stresses. And I didn't have access to like things that would just like a vacation. Like I couldn't go on a vacation for time, for money. I just couldn't. And then now, now I've been triple done actually flew me out to New York City for my first trip to New York City. Like I want to say August. And I went to see a Broadway show and I presented at their program and it was so awesome that I've been back three times. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Just so that you don't think that Triple Ten has some kind of in-person campus in New York that you have to attend, all learning is fully online. The event that Desiree refers to was an offline meetup for more networking opportunities. It was completely optional. Do you get to use like parts of your animation degree during like your current job? I would say that the reason that I am I have been pulled, my company does a lot of different projects. The reason that I was pulled off of my previous team, which was my starting team, to this new team was for my design experience, not necessarily animation, but it was a small team, so it kind of had to be self-sufficient. And we had a designer, we lost a designer, we had a designer, we lost a designer. So like I'm kind of filling in the gaps that are in there. So it has it has played into it more the activities that I was doing outside of college, the PHP learning, like that created really solid foundation. The action script coding is a lot like JavaScript. That created a really solid foundation. The idea of like looking for problems because at that time, like the internet wasn't super robust with information. I didn't go Google what to do with this PHP. I changed letters and I saw what it did. Yeah. <laughs> or I went and I found something else that did something kind of similar. And I tried to see, can I push into this other thing? And then, no, that's not an array. It'll give you an error back. And I'm like, oh, okay. So you can't do that. So like I figured it out in a very organic way versus like having a book. Has your success really influenced your family? You kind of demonstrated that, but has it has it really like touched like your dad and your sister um, also, you think? Unfortunately, my dad passed away. Uh, sorry to um, hear that. Yeah, it was very recently. So, <laughs> but he was able to see some of it. My sister, she, my older sister, she bought this house and yeah. it's like a hundred years old. It's a money pit. Oh, man. So, like, we were really struggling to try to keep up with repairs and things before, but now it's a lot more comfortable. Nice. Still a money pit. <laughs> you saw the, the plaster on that drywall back there I was in the middle of fixing. Um, <laughs> but, like, you know, it's made our lives more comfortable. My sister, you know, she has struggles with five kids and not being able to maybe meet bills all the time right now. Yeah. So, like, I am able to help her out. Yeah. I'm able to help family when they do need it. It's really been a blessing. And I think that the kids are starting to see that hard work pays off. I've always had a hard time with them. Uh. My oldest, he's he's was most watched by us, so he's like my little clone almost. <laughs> so he's interested. He likes it. He gets yeah. it. The second oldest one... He likes that I can now get him more gifts. That's what <laughs> that's what he's got from that. I got diagnosed with ADHD like six months ago. And like that's been a big eye opener for me. It explains why I get stressed out by certain things a lot, right? Yeah. It's helped me focus on me and like making my life better and my life happier. And that is, you know, passed on to my family, my nephews. Like I I hope I'm making their lives better. I've got like a smaller stress barrier and just, you know, I'm able to do things with them and go out and do nice, nice activities and they can have 
have more experiences. You said that your sister was blind and that you were her ride. How does that, I guess, impact your workflow? We're not impacted like now being like a full developer at home. Well, it really, it hasn't been bad. Like I've, I've given her rides my whole life. This is, this is what I do. Like it does give me the opportunity that since I'm more flexible, I'm remote. If I miss an hour here, I can make it up in the evening. It's not a big deal. So like if she has an appointment or something, I can actually take her to do it. And it's not like limited. Her time isn't limited that she can ask for or like I don't have to find somebody else to go take her to the doctor or whatever. I think it's made a positive impact. Also, it's kind of helped her to be more strict with her routine, like because she likes this job, too. It's done great things for us. And I really enjoy it. And she likes that. You're doing a lot, like you're and you're managing a lot of relationships. You're obviously working a full time job. Take care of your sister. How do you manage it with ADHD? It has been an experience. Like before, I used to think, man, I'm just like all this stress. I thought I was buckling under the stress. Right? I didn't have that very bad as a child. Like I was, I was okay. I did good through school and things, and I didn't have necessarily focus problems, but like just normal kid stuff. But like as like all these pressures started getting on me, I think it worsened it. It worsened all the habits that I had. And like, I thought I was just stressed and I was kind of just like falling apart and couldn't do the things that I could before. Like I used to be able to sit there and code the whole thing and it was great. And now I'm like struggling to focus, even though I love this new job. Like I ran on adrenaline for the first six <laughs> months. I loved it so much. It was no problem. I focused. I got up. I was jumping into my chair to get to work. Yeah. But then, you know, after it started to get normal, I was like, I was having trouble staying focused, having trouble managing my hours necessarily. And I'm like, there is something more going on than this. And I was talking to a friend of mine who is the coder, who is the uh, person who helped lead me to flexion. So that networking thing. And she also has ADHD, but she got diagnosed years ago and I just never really thought about it. And she's like, you know, this, this, this and this are all kind of signs of that. And like before I would have ignored that because like I can't afford to go to a doctor. I can't afford to go to the therapist or whatever. Like I have minimal, minimal things I can do. And I didn't like necessarily look after me. So now I like I was like, well, I have insurance. I can go do this. I can take time off work. I can use my ATO. I can do that. So I went up and I got diagnosed and it's just it's been a huge thing for me because like so much more makes sense. And like I know why things are happening that are happening. And I mean, I'm sure it was very much exacerbated by that stress because it wasn't so bad before. But like now I know I have the resources that I can connect with to manage it. And it's definitely been improving since I was able to nail down what exactly it was. I love this story. It's crazy how like a lot of jobs don't even provide like what you would think would be like basic human necessities. I was just so burnt out on jobs and the ability to like scrape by and pay bills. And I was like, well, I have hope for this because I loved doing that game, but it's not going to be games. You know, it's not going to be my project and me crafting it when I get this job. So, you know, it's probably going to be kind of boring. And I do work on a fintech app like it's a bank loan app. It's been very complicated and stuff, but like I still totally enjoy it because it's about the creation and the process and the problem solving. It's not about what I'm necessarily making. And also, I'm, I know I'm rambling. You're good. You're good. ADHD. You're good. But like I'm very accessibility focused. I've seen a lot of visually impaired people. I have a lot of visually impaired people in my life because of my sister. And I've seen how they struggle to attain jobs and how the world's not like works for them. So I've been able to put into my app a whole bunch of accessibility things. Mm. 
So, like, there's still engagement. I did not expect there to be a lot of engagement. I expected it to be kind of disappointing, if I even got it, because I'm an introvert. The idea of a technical interview horrifies me. And, like, also one of the ADHD things is if you're not actively thinking about it, like, it's not immediately able to be pulled in. So if they were asking me tech questions... Like, I have to rely that my brain is going to cooperate and, like, pull that information out on demand, under pressure. Sometimes I do well under pressure, but sometimes it fails me a little. I had a lot of worries. I would never think if I met you in person. But there are a lot of people that, I guess, identify as, as introverts. How did you, I guess, push through to, like, to where you are now being an introvert? Yeah. Thankfully, Flexion didn't do that. Oh, okay. Nice. That's what I liked about them. They did a project. Like, it's proof. You provide proof that you can do this thing and then explain the thing that you did. Mm. And that's the thing that's in front of me. And it was perfect for my style of interviewing. But, you know, as I put myself out there more, I have been feeling more confident. And with other jobs, you know, like success is harder to measure and you don't feel like you're doing great because you're not getting reimbursed well. You're not getting treated well. Like my last boss, he's he makes you feel really bad about yourself. This job, they appreciate me. They like treat me very well. They listen to me and I feel like I've helped senior engineers figure out their problems. The biggest part of this app was me and a consultant creating it. So I have like the most knowledge about the major part of the app, the primary purpose of the app. Like I have that most of that knowledge to myself. And so people go to me to fix their problems and things. And that makes me feel like, you know, like I've done well, like I'm good at this. I'm actually good at this. I I've helped two senior engineers and like when I do get a problem I'll pull in senior engineers and they'll all have the same problem and I'm like this is great because if you just come in and fixed it I'd have felt bad but like at least it wasn't just me who was struggling right so like it, it gives you that self-worth and that's just like that helps me be more extroverted that helps me be more confident about things definitely like when I feel like I'm happier about myself then I'm happier to talk about myself definitely no imposter syndrome because people People that are, I guess, at a higher level than you, um, they're coming to you for assistance. That's that's great, though. And it's like it's all it all. It makes me feel good. <laughs> Definitely. And it should. Desiree's story makes me both excited and a little bit anxious about my job search since starting my own family. Making that big of a change is a huge responsibility. But at the end of the day, it can be worth it. This podcast was brought to you by Lebo Lebo Studio in partnership with Triple Ten. For more tech career tips, go to triple10.com slash blog or simply follow the link in the description. New episodes are coming out on Thursdays. Tune in next week for another story of a major career shift.